0: All right, take your Bibles, turn to Psalm 19. Psalm 19. We, uh, I don't know when the last time we actually did this. It's a while ago, I think last year maybe, last Christmas. (laughs) Uh, So it's been a while, so we're going to do a refresher really quick. How many of you can tell me how many constellations there are? Twelve is correct. Do you can you name any of them? Libra. Virgo. Capricorn. Sagittarius. Leo. Pisces. Scorpio. Scorpio. That's that is a constellation, but it's in one of the twelve. It is still a constellation. It's still a constellation. Yes. Gemini. I don't know if that's all of them, but it's pretty close. Pisces. Pisces. We got Pisces. Mm -hmm. So in that, as much as you have the 12 major constellations, within each constellation, there are three constellations that make up the whole of the one constellation. So there's going to be one major one and three smaller constellations that give Credence to the one major one, which as you can see here, you see the bottom thing down here. These are the three small constellations inside the Virgo constellation or give, if you would, um, credence to Virgo. All right. Now, all of them, you say, well, Pastor, all of them have, you know, Latin or Greek names. You know, they, they that's what they have. But when you think about it, we're gonna look at the Hebrew names that were given to them, especially the major stars, the bright stars, all those different things. We're gonna look at that. Hebrew was before Greek, okay? So these were names that were given to them in the Hebrew tongue by Hebrew people before the Grecians came along. Also in Arabic, same way, all right? So we're gonna look at that, and as we go through it, now there, as we look at this, Let's go to Psalm 19 and let's read these verses here and then we will get on with what I want us to look at tonight. Verse 1, The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Meaning, whose voice isn't heard? Well, it's in reference back to the handiwork that it's talking about there. The heavens declare... The glory of God. So the heavens are speaking and everybody can look up at it. And it's basically a universal language to where everybody can look up and say, oh, I know that. Now, of course, they're going to name it something else. You know, the we call the Big Dipper and all those other different constellations, the Orion. But they're going to have their own name. It's not the same in German. I don't even know what it is in German. But I'm just telling you, it's going to be different in German. It's going to be different in Russian. It's going to be different in Ukrainian. It's going to be different in Chinese. But it's still going to be the same constellation that we would view, but they're going to give it a different name. So as we look at this, each one of these 12 constellations, they're going to be divided up into three books. Three books. Each book is going to have four chapters. One book is going to tell one thing. One book, the first book is going to tell about the first coming of Christ. Okay. The second book is going to tell us about, within these constellations that we're going to look at, is going to tell us about the sufferings and the crucifixion of Christ. The third book is going to talk about his return. Okay. And inside those will be four constellations each, and we're going to look at each one of those and all the other constellations that are in there. And when you look at the Hebrew names, you're going to be like, I didn't know any of this stuff before I started studying this. So it's like, I'm 46 years old and I didn't know this. You know, I always looked at, oh, that's Virgo, that's Capricorn, da-da-da-da, on, on on and on. But God did something so specific that he wrote out in the heavens these constellations that we view. He wrote out the story, if you would, if I can say it in that manner, of his son Jesus. From beginning to end. Where no one would have an excuse. Okay? So the first one is that of Virgo. Go with me to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, in verse 15. If I can turn there. Genesis chapter 3, in verse 15. The Bible says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. The sign Virgo is basically the promised seed of the woman. That is what the constellation Virgo represents. It's represented as a woman with a branch in one hand, in her right hand, and some ears of corn in her left hand, thus giving us, if you would, a twofold testimony of The coming one Jesus Christ when he first comes to this earth go with me to Isaiah chapter 7 Isaiah chapter 7 in verse 14 therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel When you look at Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, you see that prophecy there fulfilled in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 about the virgin shall conceive a son and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. If you think about it in Isaiah chapter 9, go with me just one chapter over and look at verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We see here just in this little bit that Christ is promised that he would come. This child that is to be born of a virgin. All right. One hundred and ten stars are within the virgo constellation that's a lot of stars the virgin symbolizes israel and mary said it represents israel well if you go over to the book of revelation and read chapter 12 it talks about a woman who's about to give birth to a son and who comes after her Satan. satan does well who does the woman represent Represents Israel. She gives birth to the Christ child, and the dragon tries to stop it. We see that in Matthew chapter two, where he uses Herod to kill all the first, uh, the two boys two years of the old and under. So we see that taking place. So it could represent both. You can determine that for yourself. So 110 stars. The brightest star in Virgo is, has an ancient name that's been handed down to us by all the star maps and its name is, I hope you like all the <laughs> Bethula means virgin. The brightest star is Simek, which means branch. Simek is Hebrew for branch. It is trans, 20 Hebrew words in the Old Testament are translated branch. Simech is used exclusively, though, for the Messiah. Go with me The four times it's used. The word Simech is used specifically in the Hebrew for branch. So go with me to Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah chapter 33 in verse 15. Jeremiah 33 verse 15. In those days and at that time will I cause the branch, there's that Hebrew word simek, of righteousness to grow up unto David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. You can look over at Jeremiah 23 and verse 5. It's basically the same thing, if you would. 23 verse 5, Behold, the days will come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. Again, the Hebrew word simek is used but it's capital B, branch. And the other two instances that the word branch is used to refer exclusively to the Messiah, they are capitalized branch, okay? So it's referring to the Messiah. Zechariah 3.8, Zechariah 3.8. Let's see here, Zechariah 3.8, if I can turn there. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. Again, what? It's all capitalized. Like all the other two have been so far. And then the last one is in Isaiah chapter 4, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 2. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. The branch of Jehovah. What a wonderful thing to see that this branch is foretold, if you would, in the bright star al in the ear of the corn. So here are some other words for you. Jesus is the branch. The seed represents represented by heads of grain. So we've looked at, go with Galatians chapter 4. We looked at Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Go with Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Made under the law. In due time, Jesus was born according to God's timing. You know, Pastor mentioned something the other day, in, uh Pastor Rose mentioned something on Sunday morning about, you know, we can be early for this, we can be early for that, we can be early for this appointment, that appointment, we don't want to be late for our doctor's appointment or anything like that, but somehow we wind up being late for church. You know, it's interesting, God's never late. He's always on time on His time. Always. So, verse 4 is telling us, when the fullness of the time was come, God's time. When his time was ready for him to send his son to this earth, he said, it's time. Four prophecies show the branch as king. We looked at Jeremiah chapter 23, did we not? No, we didn't. Go with me to Jeremiah chapter 23. We didn't look at the full verses of that. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 5. We looked at verse five, but let's look at verse six as well. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is the name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. He's also in Zechariah, we just looked at Zechariah 3.8, where he has looked at his the branches looked at his servant. Man in Zechariah six, verse twelve. Go with the Zechariah six, verse twelve. And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, a man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. And then lastly, God, his branches recognizes God in Isaiah 4.2. Now, when we look at this, you're like, wait a minute, that sounds so familiar. Right, because Matthew looks at Jesus as king. Mark looks at Jesus as the servant. Luke looks at him as the son of man. And John looks at him as the son of God. You go over to Ezekiel and you see those beasts that are there. Those seraphim that are there. And what do they look like? One has the ox, the, 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 the eagle. Go over to Revelation. Same thing. What is that representation of? This. all kind of just comes together. So here's Virgo. I don't know if you can see it. Can you see it? Virgo's right here. And you see it's got little bitty, now this is a star map from sky and telescope, so they give it the Greek alphabetic names for different stars that are in this constellation, major stars. Because they said there's 110 in this constellation, but there are major bright stars in this constellation. If you look, if you can see it, I don't know if you can see it on there, but there is a Greek B on here somewhere. Oh, top up here. I believe that's a B. That is called Zavijaya, which is obviously, Arabic, which means the gloriously beautiful. The gloriously beautiful. The star E in the arm, which is up top here, right there, the star E is called al-mureddin, which means who shall come down. That's what that means. Who shall come round, come down? It is also known as vindemiatrix. So that's what you see up there, vindemiatrix. That's what the word is up there at the top. I don't know if you can see it very well. vindemiatrix. okay, up at the top there. That is a Chaldee word, which means the sun or branch who cometh. Hmm. I didn't know any of this stuff, so it's been interesting to... Go through it. Other names of the stars in the sign are subilla which means who carries. Go to Isaiah chapter 46. Who carries? Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 4. The Bible says, that, And even to your old age I am he, and even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry, and will deliver you. It means the one who carries. Al-Azal is equal to the, it means the branch. And Subilan means a spike of corn. Uh, Isaiah chapter 18, verse 5, you'll find the Al-Azal, the branch. Isaiah chapter 18, verse 5. For afore the harvest, when the bud is perfect and the sour grape is ripening in the flower, he shall both cut off the sprigs with pruning hooks and take away and cut down the branches. That's what the word there, alzal, means. The Greeks, ignorant of the divine origin and teaching in the sign, represented Virgo as Ceres with ears of corn in her hand. See, the Greeks took that which God designed and corrupted it. But that's what even man does today. They take what God has designed and made and have corrupted it. So if you can see, we've already looked at some of those, Al-Azal and Sebulon, a spike of corn. Now, this is the main constellation, Virgo. This is the first one. And we're nearing this time of the year when we start thinking about this. So this is a good time to look at her, if you would. Now, within them, I said there are going to be three other constellations. The first one is Coma. It means the woman and child. It has 43 stars in it, which is a lot of stars, but not as many as Virgo. There are some that are even bigger, some constellations that are even bigger than Virgo with more stars. So here is, you see Virgo down here, and Coma's up here, Boots is over here, Arcturus we've heard Arcturus before, you'll find that in the book of Job. So Coma is just north, and so I'm giving you kind of a picture of what to look for when you look up in the sky and you're trying to find, oh, where's the constellation? You can start looking for certain other smaller ones, and you can get close to what the other ones look like. Do you know that coma is Latin for desire? What verse do you think I'm going to use? The desire of nations. Oh, Mrs. Rose gets a brownie point. Good job. <laughs> I don't have any. They went old because nobody was eating. The term is the desire of nations. Haggai 2. Haggai 2. In verse 7, the desire of all nations. Look at this. And I will make all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Well, who should be the desire of all nations? The Lord Jesus Christ should be the desire of all nations. He's not so much now, but can I say he should be the desire of all his people. All the saints should desire... Him. Here's what it looks like from a different perspective. Somebody kind of drew it out. This is what it's supposed. This is another person's rendering. Now, of course, you don't see the branch or the corn in there, but this was somebody else's rendering. So I'm like, I'll just throw it in there to kind of show you what their thought should be about Virgo. The horseman. What's the horseman? Now. people say, well, that's Centaurus, Centaurus. Look at Isaiah 53, 3. Isaiah 53, 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Now, as we look at this, the smaller constellations, as much as we have Virgos being the major constellation, the smaller constellations are called deacons. D-E-C-A-N-S. That's what they're called. The word means a part and is used of the three parts into which each sign is divided, each of which is occupied by a constellation. So every time you hear, every one of these little bitty constellations that we're going to talk about are considered a deacon, which make up the whole of the whole Virgo constellation okay they're a part of it you say man that's a lot of stuff to try to i didn't say it was going to be comprehensive i mean easy to understand because i'm still like blah, 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 you know trying to figure it all out um so as we look at these little bitty deacons and we're gonna this is the centaurus this is what it is. I mean, I, I don't know how else to get around it. Another name, Hebrew name for that is the despised sin offering. Asmiath. That means the despised sin offering. Questions? I'm just going off of the Hebrew. Now, I can only tell you what I've learned so far. Yes. So, who is this in uh, chapter fifty-three, three of Isaiah? Is that Jesus on the cross? Who is this despised and rejected person? Jesus. Yeah. Isaiah fifty-three. Isaiah fifty-three as a whole is a messianic prophecy. Okay, it's about Jesus on the Jesus dying on the cross. I mean, that's what it's about. You go back into 52, verse 14 of Isaiah, and it says, "And many were stonest at Thee; His visage was so marred more than any man, and His form more than the sons of men." Just talking about Jesus, how how bruised and beaten He was before Isaiah 53, where we see the crucifixion take place and all the things that He suffered for us. The brightest star is Alpha Centauri. You've probably heard of Alpha Centauri before. Ancient name was Talaman, (laughs) the heretofore, and the hereafter, past, present, future. Revelation 1.8. Revelation 1.8. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Pholos is another star, meaning the mediator. So here is Centaurus, here. This whole constellation. Then you have the crooks underneath here. We'll get into that one later. Can people see it over there? It's fun trying to find these constellations. If you get to the Creation Museum and you get into the, how God has all, the stars and how everything is so like that. It's so um, designed. 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 They have you sit back in those in those chairs and you're just looking right up like at the sky and you'll see them all. Hmm. Well, Lord willing, we will on December 8th. So there's another little portion. It's trying to give us the night sky and tell us where they pinpointed certain ones of the constellations. Boots means the coming good shepherd. That's what boots means. You're like, man, this is... I've never heard any of this stuff. Well, I haven't either, so we're in this together. It's been fun studying it out. And we're just, I'm knowing I'm doing a quick overview, but I'm going to go back into greater detail on the ones we've just looked at, the three, okay? Because there's much more detail in the three. I'm just kind of giving you an overview of what these three are before we look at the three smaller star constellations of that of Virgo. Okay, so boots means the coming good shepherd, I'm going to look at some verses here in a minute. So here we go. This is Arcturus, Boots, the Herdsman, the Libra. You see, it's all the Virgo, the maiden, underneath. How they're all they're all together that close. Yet we all look up, we look up in the sky and we're like, oh, that's just one huge star cluster. But they're all like so close together, in how they're formed and how they're placed in the skies. We'll look at some of those other names that you see on there when we get to those constellations of Libra, Ursa Major. We'll get to those. I don't ever see half of them. I'm trying to look up. and I'm like, we can spot the Big Dipper. We can see the Little Dipper. Orion's like my favorite. That's super easy to find. But to actually think and try to find all of these, where are they? You know? You'd have to stare up at the night sky for a long, long time. So, Virgo, the brightest star in that of the one we were just looking at is in, in the knee, which is the Arcturus. Arcturus. Boots means the coming one, he cometh. The constellation still furthers, develops his wondrous personage of who he is. Uh, you can look here in his hand. We have the shepherd's crook. There's another star. Nechar in the head means the pierced. Zechariah 12, verse 10. Let's look at that verse. 12, verse 10. Zechariah 12, verse 10. The pierced. Zechariah 12, verse 10 the bible says and i will pour upon the house of david upon the inhabitants of jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn Murga, another star in this constellation is who bruises midzar just below the waist means the guarding the preserver of mirak or the coming forth as an arrow Mur-fried means who separates the sickle indicates he comes to the harvest the earth as well to be the shepherd of his people. And if you look there's a talk about him the sickle going in and harvesting the people. Boots You have Corona Borealis. You have Hercules over here, but that's another part of a different constellation set altogether, so that's what it looks like. So there's the sickle up top. There's the major stars here. The stars are at the points here. There's one up here. Those are the major stars that we were just looking at. This is the Boots constellation. I like how they render them. Psalm ninety-six thirteen. We'll close with this one. Psalm ninety-six thirteen. Before the Lord he for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, he shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. The good shepherd who, having come from heaven to die for his sheep, now has risen from the dead. He's also coming a second time with a sickle to harvest the earth. This final deacon shows the purpose and final outcome of his birth. Uh, he basically came, he was born to die. That's why he came. And we'll look at these other stars. We've looked at some of these already. Who shall come down? We've looked at these, the branch, but these are just, again, some of the major stars that are in that of the constellation Virgo. And that's what their names mean. So the Greeks have taken those and totally obliterated their true meanings because Greeks had their own gods. So to do so, they had you create all this out of something that God himself created and they took it and corrupted it to fit their gods for their purpose. All right, we're going to close with a song.